Welcome, and thank you for listening to the New Day Podcast. We are located in South Kansas City, proclaiming the good news of God's grace to our region and abroad. If you'd like more information, please visit our website, newdaykc.org. Now remember, when I teach, I do these journeys, is what I call them. Um, I have a tendency to teach Uh, what's known as inductive learning, which is line on line, precept on precept. So they're building blocks that build up to a a big hole. So if you can't be here and you want to stay with it and stay in the flow of it, you got to do the podcast thing and you can get on our webpage, which is newdaykc.org. Or you can, I think it's still available in iTunes also. You can just get a podcast. You can get it regularly scheduled if you want to do it that way. And I would encourage you to stay with it. I would like to pray for one other thing this morning. And that's for each of our hearts regarding faith. Faith is such an incredible... I mean, we're saved by grace through faith. It's such an incredible, powerful, and mysterious thing. And I'm not one of those that believe that you can work up faith faith or drum up faith or find it. I believe it is a gift from God just because of what Ephesians 2 says. That it's not even of yourself. That faith is a gift. And he tells us in his word that he plants the gift of faith in each person. Isn't that amazing? We each, you know, where's your faith, brother? Well, God planted faith there. Now, to what measure it is, I don't know. And I know all the, you know, I, back in the day, I've listened to all the faith teachers and this and that. Some things I wrestle with, some things I discard, some things are me- really meaningful to me. But what I want to pray for us this morning is as we go on this journey about what learning God is like, learning about the character and nature of God, the attributes of God. Because when we don't have a sound basis for that, then even when our faith is strong, those things get wacky. They get out of sorts. They get out of, they go off into tangents and left field. I want God to open up faith to each one of our hearts this morning. I want to, and that comes through just asking through prayer. So will you pray with me? Jesus, as we explore this this morning, and Holy Spirit, especially from you, I ask that through the weakness of teaching and through the understanding that each of us has to grapple with and try and get, that you would increase the gift of faith. I pray this in faith knowing that for each person in here, including me, you want to drop another nugget of faith. You say that faith is a substance of the things that we can hope for, and it's evident for things we don't see, that we have an evidence that we can take to the high throne of heaven, to the court of heaven, and come boldly to a throne of grace. So God, increase our faith. Let it expand to the left and right, forward and back, and help us to see and believe and know in Jesus' name. Amen. Faith is a key to unlock the door. It's not the only key, but it's a key that unlocks the door 
of the knowledge of God. As we look at who God is and how he manifests himself to it, the work is on his part. The work is all, it's not you trying to work yourself into God or get something from God. The work is on God's part. He longs, as we looked at the past couple weeks, he longs to reveal himself to you. It's actually God, you say, I want to know you, God. God wants you to know him. So that's in his responsibility. Faith is a response to who God is. So in Hebrews 11, beyond the first verse, in verse 6, it says an interesting thing. It says this, those who come to God must believe that he is. And that he's a rewarder of those who seek him, diligently seek him. I don't know how diligent I've been. Half the time I feel like a blah, 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 blah. That, in my seeking, and I wish I was doing it in a different way or a better way or something way. But it's really this. It's just believing. Question, do you believe then you have enough faith to know who God is. Because it's God who's revealing. So many times I pray this prayer, oh, you know, and I think we all do, God, I believe, help my unbelief. I don't have unbelief when it comes to God. You actually don't either. You just use those words because you're familiar with them. They're church language. There's, There's things we say to make everything that we're going through sort of okay or to try and grab a hold of something. I believe in God. Nobody can take that from me. Nobody can... Just think about your own life right now where your heart is. You believe? This is phenomenal. Now there's no distance or delay between you and God. When you believe, he's here. What about when I don't believe? He's here. You don't get to draw the lines. The river doesn't draw the line where it flows. God determines where the river flows. God determines where the bank is. And God is at work in your life. And the only thing you have to do is believe. Well, I'm trying to believe. Here's what you do. In order to believe, you have to receive. Receiving, understanding, in order to believe, comes in a prayer of faith. That's how it happens. So what has really been incredible for me, look at, look at these two verses, so that, so that we understand, because it's all by faith. He says in verse 1 of Hebrews 11, Now faith is. Not what it's going to become. It's not in the past. And it's not just in the future. Where is it? Now. Now is a present tense word. Now faith is. There's probably 15 sermons in now faith is. I won't. We'd be here a long time and you'd miss the game. But now faith is, it's the substance of things hoped for. See, you can, uh, 
Hope's a funny thing. You can hope that you don't have pain when you go to the dentist. It's futile. It's going to hurt. He sticks you with the nasty pokey thing and it hurts, right? Well, they spray you now so it doesn't hurt as bad, but it still hurts. He stuck you with something. It hurts. So that's not really hope, is it? That means you don't like the circumstances you're going through. But when hope becomes a substance, who do you think the substance of your hope is? Him. It's God. He is the substance of that thing. I can, I can get my, my hope is in God, not in changed circumstances. When my hope is in God, then he, he says this in 2 Peter, I can rest my hope fully upon the grace of God. Fully upon him. I lean on God. And then, and then here's this mystery. Faith starts to work. Because then it becomes the evidence of things not seen. Do you have evidence of things not seen? I guarantee you have one. You're an eternal being and you're going to heaven. Do you see that? Then how do you know it? Because it's evidence in me. God lives in me. How do you know? Because I'm different. (laughs) I'm really, really, really different. And I don't have to prove it to anybody. Not God. Not you. Not me. There's an evidence in me that I am a different person. What's the evidence? I'm not who I used to be. I don't think the way I used to think. I'm changing day by day and I'm growing in my knowledge and understanding of who God is. And when I get in growing in a knowledge of an understanding of who God is, then I grow in a knowledge and understanding of who I am. Who I really am. And I don't know about you, but that stuff in 2 Corinthians where it says, Behold, all things are new. That's me. That's me. Don't look at the 69 plus year old shell. That's just the shell. The substance is God. And the evidence is I know whom I've believed in and I'm persuaded that he's able to keep that which I've committed to him against that day when the shell goes away and then I'm full. Not less, more. If you could see my more, you'd be, you'd be blown away. A couple of you like me pretty good. It's nothing compared to the more. Because the more is Christ. And Christ is in me, the hope of glory. That's what I hope for. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. That's my testimony. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of the things which are visible. Everything here was God's idea and boundary. Everything that the enemy tried to inflict upon it is not outside of the control of God. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. He owns it. It's his, and he didn't give up the deed of trust. 
As a matter of fact, you know who he willed it to? <laughs> you and me. This is phenomenal. So look, Galatians 5. It explains this little tidbit about faith that I used to get wrong, and I bet you get it wrong. But I want you to get it right. So he's speaking to the church about how it left and started trying to serve God through themselves again. It's a Galatian church. So he says in verse 4 of chapter 5, you have become estranged from Christ. It means you're getting, you're getting unfamiliar with who Christ is. You who attempt to be justified by law, you've fallen from grace. For we through the Spirit eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness. How? By faith. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything. You can't do anything except this. But faith working through love. This was my understanding. That I would grow in faith when I loved God more. That's how I read that verse. If my heart responds, I will love you, God, with all my heart, soul, mind, strength, everything that's within me, then faith will begin to be let loose. And so the problem isn't that I don't have faith. The problem is I don't have enough love. And so I had to do something to ensure that I was loving in a way in which God could release faith to me. Did you ever hear teachings like that? I taught it. I not only heard it, I put Lloyd twist on it and handed it off to others. And then I did crazy things like saying, well, God's, and I, I did C.S. Lewis stuff. Not that C.S. Lewis was crazy. I'm not criticizing everybody. But I would have never said that I was trying to earn something. I would have said, no, I understand it's grace through faith, and I, I understand that. But God isn't opposed to effort. He's just opposed to earning. Therefore, my effort must be really high and really strong. Yes? This verse, if I show my, by my efforts how much I love God and you see it, you'll be a better person for it and I'll get the reward through Christ. And I'll say, praise be all to God. Amen and amen. Is that too cynical? Okay, thank you. At least my wife doesn't think I'm too cynical. It's not what that means. Faith works through God's love to you. It's faith working through love. Your faith gets exercised when the love of God is shed abroad in your heart. When you know that you know that you know that God loves you, you can believe all kinds of things. If God is for me, who can be against me? It's right there. But we made the love thing about us, and the love thing is actually about God. God is... So it's not a measure of, i got to get an effort going here so that God really looks down and go, boy, have you seen my servant Lloyd? He's really learning how to love me. Oh, there's that one thing, and I'm going to snip that off, but he loves me. 
Michael, come here and look. Look what he's doing today. Oops, there he did it again. Well, forget that one. That's not it. That's not it. The love of God. John speaks about it in 1 John. The love of God was manifest in that Christ died for you. And he describes this is what love is. Paul describes it to the Corinthian church, and we use it only at weddings anymore. But he describes love in 1 Corinthians 13, and he's describing the nature and character of God. God doesn't grow in his love for you because you love him more. God is love. He, therefore, if he doesn't grow in his love for you, he doesn't. There you go. His love never changes. We sing the song, but do we believe it? You can believe it when you receive it. It's a mystery. And here in this mystery, so I want to give you something this morning. We're not going to get to about half of this lesson. I'm sorry. But I want to give you, and we've had it up here before. Here is where, and this is always, this is such a deeply frightening thing, is when, but it's the only way that the Lord showed me that I can do it, and that's open myself up to you and be vulnerable. I don't do it because I'm a good guy, and I don't do it because I love transparency, because I'm just as scared that you'll quit, you'll quit disliking me just like you guys are of other people. I have the same thing. But if I can rip this open and show you, this mystery has started working in me. It's been at work in me. Well, if you've been here for a while, you've understood. <laughs> I'm the man who swallowed a bird. And it felt like a cage at first. It's a poem. It changed me. It changed my religion for spirituality. It changed my faith into meaning and substance. And it, 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 did, it opened something up in me. And I'm not the same. And I still make jokes about myself, but I'm a different man. My prayers took on a different flavor. A new meaning and a new whole sense of who God was and who I was. And I quit seeing God through my eyes and therefore I had to quit seeing me through my eyes. And I started embracing seeing me through God's eyes. Not through my own. You know, remember in the mystery of faith it says this, that the things that are seen are what? Temporal. They're, it's a chair. The things that aren't seen are eternal. You're the river of God. You make his heart glad. He's delighted with you. 
There's not something he needs to clean up or get together in your life. And gee, wish you'd quit doing that. He sees you in Christ and he sees you as you are, not as you should be. It's where learning about what God's love was like changed in my life. It just changed. I took Romans 12 and verse 1, which was always a verse, just like I didn't apply faith working through love correctly. I always used Romans 12 as a confession of how far away from God I was and what I needed to do to be okay in order to talk to Him. So, we all know this verse really well. Um, Paul writes, I beseech you, by the way, this is after he wrote the first 11 chapters. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Well, I thought my reasonable service was meant I needed to get my act together and clean things up so that I was presented to him properly. Some of you are nodding. That's not what it says. That's what you interpreted it to say, and so you lost faith along the way. I can't do this. I just can't do it. No matter how good I lived yesterday, it's not good enough for today. It says, and don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And I kept searching for it. It says, show me your will. But when grace and faith kissed and they entered into my life, I heard a different song. I heard a God who said, you are my perfect will. I went, what? You're my perfect will. Christ in you. So I took the same verse and I changed my confession. For nearly four years, I prayed this almost every morning, at least five days a week. It was just like doing yoga. But listen to what it says, because this is Romans 12, 1 and 2, and how to present yourself by faith in God to God. Father God, I present myself to you today according to your word and by your mercy as an acceptable, holy, living person that you love. All the old stuff starts to crack. The old jar that held Lloyd starts breaking apart. You've chosen in your love to forgive me completely and totally for all time. This is my confession. Instead of confessing what a wretch I was, I confessed how God saw me. I confess and receive that your thoughts and views of me today are kind, accepting, generous, and joyous. Yeah, over Lloyd, the smart aleck, one who can cut people with words. 
I confess that I am the delight of your heart and that your desire is to reveal yourself to me this day. And everything starts cracking and you get emotional and you want to start crying and laughing at the same time. I choose, this is the will part, to surrender to your loving kindness and to declare your faithfulness to me. You have made me a new creation and I receive your everlasting love and will follow your leading of love in my life this day. I don't have to search for it. What's God's will for me today? It's me. I'm his will. So whether I'm doing the dishes, being creative with a block of wood and trying to make a trying to make it look like something it isn't. I'm sitting and praying with a friend, speaking words of life. God's so for you, Drew. He is so for you. You're going to have this phenomenal life. You're going to marry this incredible woman. You're going to have children. It's going to be incredible. That was the will of God. You want to say giving somebody a word. No, that was the will of God over his life. It's not foretelling, it's forthtelling. God is for him. I watched him since he was a baby. When this starts entering, you're starting, this is a receiving prayer. When I pray this, I'm receiving all these things from God to me. And all of a sudden, things I didn't have faith for, I suddenly have faith for. Things I wondered, what is it, is it legal to hope that? Did you ever have that go through you? Is that really okay? Can I really hope that? And you go to 1 Corinthians 1. It says all the promises of God are yes and amen to those who believe. So I found a way. All this was for me was one word. Well, two. Because I added him to it. The way I received it is I was saying, yes, Lord. Over me. I was agreeing with what God sees in and over me and how he sees me. On a daily basis. And it's a prayer. It got me through the... I would rather use a different word, but I say the ugliest times. (laughs) Those really bad times where you walk through mucky stuff... Because even in those times, there was a river, and I was the river, and I was flowing, and I wasn't stagnant. And so I quit jumping into shallow waters and breaking my neck by human effort. And just started letting myself go in the river. And faith started increasing. How much faith do you have? I don't know. 
I have faith to believe you're still going to like me tomorrow. I have faith to believe that God won't ever let me go. He'll see me through everything I need to go through. And he'll do that with the church. Because his grace was sufficient from the beginning. Don't forget, all of this was God's idea. And he's not cruel. May I pray for you? Lord, I pray that we would grasp an understanding in faith about faith. I pray that we would learn to receive. I pray that we would pray this way. I pray that you would not leave one person, no matter what age they are, that you would not leave them alone with this. I ask that it would be a bug in their ear. A Holy Spirit bug that drives them to your word and drives them to praying to you and drives them into believing and drives them into receiving and that you wouldn't leave them alone because that's what you're like and that's what you want to do. You really are the guy we, was, we were singing about. Although I don't think there's one reckless thing about you. I think everything is purposeful, intentional, and designed for us to learn how to live in faith. So do that in our hearts. And I bless this people with the knowledge of you. That they would change and grow. Amen. Now, may the love of God, and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.